0: I mean, I mean, look, I'm watching the. I, I know it's still tied 2 2, but I kind of felt like, oh, okay, maybe the
1: dam here is broken for the Oilers. Well, the Oilers were getting the majority of the scoring opportunities through the first 40 minutes, and it just wasn't going for them. There's a post here, a, a missed net there, over top of the net on another opportunity, and they finally got a puck on net. And we've talked about it many times when you're on the power play and you have a, somebody in front of the net screaming, screening looking for the tip, it doesn't have to be a ball. You just have to make sure you get the puck through. Don't hit any legs on the way through. Get a nice puck on net and that's what Matt Benning did and Vichy was able to tap it in or deflect it and go into the net. And at that point, the Calgary Flames just sagged and they just didn't have enough on the bench to come back after that. And Edmonton just pressured and pressured. I think 4-2 at the end of the night was probably flattering for the Calgary Flames. It was probably a 5 or 6-2 game as the Edmonton Oilers uh, completely manhandled a very undermanned Calgary Flames hockey club yeah
0: I mean it, it's it's always interesting in the in the preseason where different experience levels let's face it Rob probably different levels of motivation for for mm-hmm. some guys depending on how long they've they've been in the NHL so you can only play the, the team on the other bench and and uh, and the Oilers look good for the most part here tonight Text here, here. I want to get to this text because a texter is asking if Tyler Benson is playing. And that's a great question because I know people want to see this young man. He was an outstanding I mean, a bantam sensation three years ago, playing for the Southside Athletic Club. He uh, He's out of the Vancouver Giants. He suffered a bit of a shoulder injury in the WHL preseason, so he didn't play in Penticton. We kind of were hoping he was going to get in, get in, get in, and uh, we still haven't seen him. I, I mean, we're not looking at, a, at a, a serious injury or anything like that, but I think uh, they're being cautious. I hope Tyler does get into a preseason game. I'd like to see him against an NHL competition.
1: Well, I mean, he's a, a young man that's, you know, anyone that's involved with the Minor hockey system in the Edmonton area has has heard of him. They, you know, uh, I I heard about him. I heard all the hoopla and stuff. I went and saw him when he came to Saint Albert to play in a big Saint Albert Banner hockey tournament. And, and the kid is talented. And then he went on and, and ran into some injury problems when he got into the Western Hockey League level. And I don't think ever realized his true potential there. So they took a bit of a gamble on him. They they took a player that has been oft injured, and unfortunately for him, he's injured again. So hopefully it's not long term hopefully this is something that will allow him to get out on the ice and we get to see him here in training camp or exhibition season before he uh, before he leaves Edmonton but he is a very intriguing type of player because at one point this was a can't miss prospect this yeah. was someone that was going to be a first rounder and was going to go on and have a nice long NHL career now the Edmonton other well, taking a little bit of a gamble using a second round draft pick to pick a player who's been injured for the majority of the last year and a half
0: coach bob says what do you think sign Versteeg tonight (laughs) well i don't know if they'll rush but i i think for here's the thing we know he's a guy who's at, at times produced points and if he gets a chance like he got in this game, and if you were listening on the radio and you heard Jack describe him, Jack said he was all alone in front. He was all yes, alone. Yes. You, you got to finish. So you give him credit for finishing that chance.
1: You, you do. And I, I've been in the same position as Chris Prestige. I've gone to a to an NHL training camp in just a, on a tryout. And there there's pressure on that, knowing that you, you can't have that bad practice, that bad game. You must be able to be consistent throughout because you're trying to earn not only a job, but you're trying to earn a contract. And he came in and had a very good first game. You know, the the advantage that he has over a lot of the other players is uh, he's got a history in the National Hockey League, and he's got a history with success. He's a guy that is known as a winner, and teams continue to pick him up year after year because they want what he brings to the dressing room. And tonight we saw on the ice that he's still capable of playing at this level, albeit an exhibition game. I think what they're going to want to see, the Oilers brass, they're going to see what Chris Prestige can do when he starts playing later in exhibition season against much better competition.
0: All right, we got about 90 seconds for our first phone call of the new season before we break for the news, and then more time for calls and texts after that. We're going to go to Terry, 7804960063.
2: Hey, Terry. Hey, Rob Reed. Terrific. You guys are back together again. I'm absolutely thrilled. And I just uh, wet the baby's head. It means I've just had a. It's an old Irish expression. I've just had a beer to the new show, new arena, new everything. And uh, I, I have to confess. I was watching the presidential debates. So, would you please give me a synopsis of what you guys thought of the game tonight?
1: Well, you, you give us a synopsis who won the debate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to just drop everything like that in your lap but <laughs> yeah well terry yeah for sure terry
0: well we got a minute here before the news and then alex is going to be on the line too i mean basically i thought the oilers played really well for about the first 12 minutes uh they they got a jamming goal by packer and in calgary responded they took advantage of a pinch by the oilers and then they got a goal where i thought the oilers defended it well but it deflected off Clefbaum and fooled talbot uh, the second period, Rob, can, can we just skip over? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> well, it was okay.
1: It was, I think what, at the end of the day, the, the depth players trying out for the Oilers were much better than the depth players trying out for the Calgary Flames. Sure. None of the stars on either team or none of the big names on either team really – did a whole lot in tonight's game, but the third and fourth line guys that are trying to make the Oilers were much better than the third and fourth guys trying to make the Calgary Flames.
0: Third period, pretty much all Oilers. They got pucks to the net. They they jammed away in front. Uh, Kajula had a penalty shot. We didn't even mention that. So they they were getting in behind the Calgary D all in the third period. All right, we got a break for the 10 o'clock news. Uh, Alex is up next on the phone lines. So, Alex, you're coming up. You can text 630-630. Rogers Place. Opens up a 4-2 win for the Oilers over Calgary.
1: Live from the Terry Perenich
3: Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
2: Knocked off the puck for Ahead to Petlick. And now Verstig will race toward the net. Petlick feeds him Versteeg. Backhander. Score! And Edmonton extends to a 4-2 lead. You can see
0: Well, you could see that one coming as the Oilers were dominating the third period. That one at 16:37, put it away, Versteeg from Pitlick. The Oilers win 4-2. The preseason opener at Rogers Place in Calgary. The Oilers won. 2-1, Slepeshev and Selenin getting third period goals for the Oilers. And I know we've got a couple of texts from people who were at that game uh, saying Laurent Brassois was brilliant. The stats would back it up. He made 22 saves on 23 shots in just over 30 minutes of work. Jonas Gustafson played the rest of the game, wasn't as busy, but stopped all 10 shots he faced. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Overtime open line from the Terry Peranich team broadcast center and overtime open line presented by the canadian brew house for the best food drink and sports come to the canadian brew house all right uh rob we're gonna get to some uh chris post postgame reaction right away you referenced you've been on a pto crazy oiler fan just saying how how does a pto work what is the probability that Vertigue is on the club come opening well it's a it's exactly what it sounds like it's a tryout so the Oilers could decide at any point, no thanks, or keep trying out, or we're going to sign you. In terms of the probability, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a spot there to be had. Uh,
1: there is. I, I, Chris Prestige is a guy that's been around. He's had success in the National Hockey League, and he still believes he can play at this level. And when he decided to come to the Edmonton Oilers training camp, he looked at the roster and saw what spots would be available where he could fit in he feels that he could uh, make this team a a guy that goes on a pto is going to go to a place that he feels he has the best chance of making a team if he has options and i'm guessing chris prestige had a couple options when it came to going to a training camp it's pressure filled coming to one because you can't have a a bad day you have to produce and, and be good and be consistent each and every time you step on the ice but if you have confidence in yourself and you feel that you're still capable of playing then you can go out there and do what you do best. And I thought tonight that it was a good start for Vestige as an Edmonton Oiler. He showed what he's still capable of doing, and there's a couple good back checks. He was out on the power play. He was controlling the puck, and then you get a little bit of gravy at the end when you get the breakaway by yourself, and he he put the puck in the net, which is, I think, a big confidence builder going forward for him.
0: And we're going to make Chris Vestige our fourth star of the game, courtesy of Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates the three stars tonight picked in-house tyler pitlick the first star flames goaltender john gillies the second star and uh, matthew benning the third star tonight and yeah he picked up an assist and was pretty good we'll go back to the phone line 780-496-0063 we have alex standing by hey alex hello thanks for having me on good to talk to you right on if i had one wish for this team is to
4: just stay healthy I'm going to cross my fingers and hope they go through this preseason without any injuries like Everly last year and maybe for the first month no injuries that's all I want or two. I know that's not going to happen but uh, I was going to ask you what your dark horse was going to be and it looks like it could be prestiged. so can I change the question
2: how was Larson and Lucia's? how did they look tonight?
1: Uh, Lucic was okay. I, I, It wasn't, I mean, not a lot happened in the shifts he had. He showed a little bit of anger, threw a punch, got a penalty, protecting one of his teammates. Um, He had a couple spurts while he was on the ice, but, I mean, I think it was a pretty quiet night for Lucic. I thought Larson was good. I thought he was consistent, moved the puck well. You, you saw him on the power play, dispersing the puck to the left, to the right. Got the puck on. Uh, he, he was good. I, I don't know. Uh, if he was too troubled out there or pushed too hard. I don't think there was... It wasn't as though he was going against the Monahans or the Goudros of the Calgary Flames, so it wasn't like they... He was be tested a lot, but... That even was still, first he first game, too. It was the first game, and he looked yeah. fine. He looked fine. I thought he and Clefbaum played very well together.
0: Well, thanks, thanks a lot, thanks Alex. For- yeah we appreciate it buddy 780-496-0063 tell you what a lot of talk about christopher Steak. let's go back uh, into the oilers dressing room here courtesy of gcl diesel serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices and here is christopher steek
5: Being you know from this building and how beautiful it is so uh, to see the fans there tonight and pretty much a sold barn sold out barn for an exhibition game is pretty amazing so,
6: Look at that, it is the old spin around when he set you up, you yeah. Three or four steam posts to wheel in there, and
5: yeah,
2: yourself. I better put this one away. Here.
5: Well, I mean, he, he had a heck of a night. Yeah, he a uh, he wasn't supposed to go, and then he gets in the lineup. And, I mean, that's, that's what that's how you got to make teams. And he really proved tonight that you know he wants to be here, and he had a heck of a night. So I, I was proud of him. He's a good kid, and he made a heck of a play on that goal. What
3: are your impressions of the building, Chris, yeah. out there for the first time?
5: It's amazing. Um, so it's almost like a space dome or something. I can't really, I <laughs> can't really put my finger on it, but uh, it's futuristic. I don't even know, ten years ahead of its time. It's almost like a
1: space dome. What? I can see where he's coming from. It- it's pretty cool it is it is futuristic i agree with that it's it's cool and it's too bad i mean i we came here earlier i came here early tonight Try. i wanted to see the the sights of it but little trouble getting our passes and getting up here in time to get on air so I, i i'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the rink not just the the view from way 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 up here in the press box
0: early uh nominee for quote of the year from uh Christopher Versteegh is the Oilers win 4-2. This is overtime open line on 630, Chet. Hey, let's go back to the phones. We have Greg standing by 780-496-0063. Hey, Greg. How's it going,
4: guys? Doing very well. Well, um, I was a little disappointed in uh, Lou Cheech's game tonight. He, it seemed like he played a soft, weak game. Um, I know it seemed like it wasn't skating all that hard and and whatnot, but uh, I think the best player on the ice tonight was uh, uh, Versteeg, which is promising for the Oilers. Um, but the other thing that I have an issue with is um, I talked to a lot of the staff at uh, Rogers Place, and uh, um, when I take my son to the games, uh, the the – the best part of, uh, and, and fan experience he had was, you know, taking pictures with the cheerleaders. Obviously, they don't have them anymore, but, um, we went to get a picture with, uh, one of the staff members today, and they said, oh, well, we're not allowed to take pictures. So, I don't know why that is, and I don't know why, and they said the OEG group is, is, saying no we can't do that we can't do this well that takes away from the fan experience and they're trying to make a, the fan experience the best part of um, everything um, with the new mascot everything like that so why can they not take pictures with staff like the like the staff or whatever like that I don't know why or what not but that needs to change because um, it, it, it's it's not like Greg, a,
0: what, what? sorry what what's like are you talking like uh, like people that work at concessions or
4: and any yeah, they're not allowed to take pictures They're not allowed to take pictures Any fans or anybody at all And I asked why They said, well, that's just
0: what the OEG said So, so we're these, are pe- to... these are people just working in in the arena? Yeah Like yeah.
1: selling so You're not allowed to have your picture taken with them nope, Or they're not they're, allowed to take the picture for they're you? They're not
4: allowed to take pictures And, 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 that's, and that was like part of the, the the fun experience of my my six year old son was like oh hey I'm taking a picture with these people or or this or that and but no they they actually said we are not allowed to take pictures with anybody we're not allowed like to take posing pictures. with posing with no people. not even like anything not at all like my son was standing beside her and she's like oh we weren't allowed to take pictures
0: okay and, well I Greg I don't, I don't know why that is I, I can I can try to find out so. Uh, hopefully he gets to meet the mascot and and come to more games but I, I don't know uh, I, I I don't know what else to tell you buddy so
4: yeah well no I, I just think that that's not that that's if you want a, the fan experience to be the the best of the best, then then why should that be an issue? So that's all I'm okay. saying. So
0: well, I'll try to fight out, Greg. Thanks, thanks for letting us know. We appreciate that. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Tell you what, let's go uh, back down into the Oilers' dressing room. He made his Edmonton debut tonight. Here's number twenty-seven, Milan Lucic.
1: Well, Milan, what was
6: that like? Your first game and uh, open up Rogers Place and get a win. How did that feel? well it was
7: I mean it was great to to get the win and and especially for the fans who all came out I know they're really excited for the upcoming season and the new arena and uh, the players are too so uh, like I said, really good to get that get that win but I think uh, you know as far as everyone's personal game and and the team game there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to be done in the next you know two weeks in order to Improve on and you know get sharp and and you know kind of get that uh, game flow you know feeling going uh, so that when the regular season comes uh, we're feeling good about our about ourselves and, and our game.
2: Did you, did you get any sense of what it's going to be like when the games matter in, in that environment?
7: Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's yeah it is hard with the preseason game but uh, you know there were there were times when the building got pretty loud and uh, you know that's that's. You know that that's something that definitely made it fun, and uh, you know if if you play well and 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 all that type of stuff, it, it's going to get loud in here. And uh, you know, there, like I said, there were times where where it was like that here today, and obviously, I think uh, you know it was great for everyone that we were able to to get that win.
2: Any idea of uh, any
7: review on the ice surface?
5: Uh,
7: <laughs> Uh, it, it felt like a lot of guys were falling, a lot of bounce, bouncy pucks, uh, all that type of stuff. But I think that's more of, you know, guys just finding their games and shaking the rust off and... and uh, it takes uh well for ice. Yeah, and, and, getting, and getting sharp. But, I mean, I played in L.A. last year, and, and it doesn't get any worse than that. So, <laughs> I mean, there's no excuses as far as the ice goes, but... used to get worse in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, like I said, I think it's more... Of guys just trying to find their game and and and, and uh, those type of things and shake the rust off and I think that's why guys are kind of falling all over the place and there's a lot of bouncy plays but I think once once everyone gets in more into the flow of things uh, uh, you know the ice won't matter as much. Oh, you're read that's Milan
0: Thank you very much. Brendan Ulrich, work in the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Lucic tonight, he plays 17 13 plus one, took a penalty, had three shots on goal as the Oilers beat the Flames 4 2 in Edmonton. In Calgary, the Oilers won. We're in the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. The Canadian Brew House presenting Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Chad will continue with more of your calls and Oilers Head Coach Todd McClellan.
3: This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Last year, 10 goals,
0: 27 points in 49 games at the American Hockey League level. Steal by Clefbaum at center effort clear in front. Kara can't slide it home, but it was tapped in. Eventually on the doorstep, Tyler Pitlick, with it sitting in its feet, is able to punch it by the prostrate John Gillies. And off a bit of a broken play, Edmonton regains the lead at 3-2. That's your game winner, Pitlick, the first star tonight. A goal and an assist. A late addition to the lineup as Benoit Pouliot was scratched because uh, he uh, suffered, uh, was feeling a little ill before the game. He did take the morning skate. So the Oilers win 4-2 here in Edmonton. First preseason game at Rogers Place in Calgary. The Oilers also won. That final was 2-1. The shots tonight, 39-15 in favor of the Oilers. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Overtime open line on 630 Chedd. That open line number, 780-496-0063, and we have Red standing by. Hey, Red, what's on your mind? Hi.
2: Oh, my God. Thanks for taking my call. Um, well, I guess I should say that uh, I love the Oilers, and I've loved them for a long time. Like, it's since the beginning to the end now, but though it's a new beginning for them. And, um, like, I was p- I was inconvenienced so many times from going to the hospital. I lost use of my legs in 99. And every time I went to the hospital, I was delayed because of the street closures and everything like that. And there were so many people in Edmonton that were, like, delayed so many services because of the closures of the roads. And it's finally done. It's over. And I thought that they should have had enough respect to show the game live, I have no money. I have no money. I, like I, I would love to go to the game, but they wouldn't even show it on TV. I thought that they should have had enough respect to show the first game live in Edmonton.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I read. I, I know a lot of people would have liked to see it. Uh, I mean, it. Not all preseason games are televised. Um, I mean, but these it's the games first were... game
2: in Rogers Place with Calgary Flames. I mean. It would have been... A, the channel would have been just overwhelmed.
0: Well, unfortunately, Sportsnet decided not to show this one, Red, so I, I don't know what else what else to tell you. Not, not, not all the games are on, so sorry you couldn't watch it. Hopefully you were able to listen to it on uh, 630 Chet, and we appreciate you calling tonight, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. John Gillies got a star tonight, even though he was the losing goaltender. We'll go into the Flames locker room and hear from, hear from him.
5: These shots, how do you feel about this game? I mean, I think that... I don't know, they had a they had a lot of their top guys in and I thought our guys battled really hard and uh, it wasn't for lack of effort, it wasn't for lack of battle and compete level, it was just, uh, I think they just, it was their first game of the new building and they, they were really amped up, ready to go and we got those two quick ones early but from then on, I think they kind of regrouped, rebounded, used the energy that they had and um, this is the way it
3: goes. For mm-hmm. a goalie like yourself, looking to get a lot of rubber and, and show what you have, it, it, was it nice to be able to stay in the game the whole game with all of the pucks you saw?
5: Yeah, it's, it's always nice. I would, I would like to have probably two or three of the goals back, but I uh, thought for being only my second game in 11 months, I, I did okay, battled through the rest and um, not feeling as comfortable as I usually do. But um, overall, I thought it was a good effort by everyone and just didn't go our way tonight.
3: That tying goal in the third... Uh, it looked like a screen, and then their third goal. I, I mean, it could have been interference. What, what were your feelings on those two goals?
5: Oh well, the the second one actually went off the guy's skate in front. Um, I don't know where I don't know where it went into the net, uh, but I know they gave it to him, and he came up like he scored. So that that's why I knew it happened. The third one, um, I don't know. They, it was kind of a quick two on zero at the net, and. Um, the first guy made the save, but he kind of took me with him, and uh, then the next guy pretty much had a wide open. And I tried to stick my leg in front of him, but it didn't didn't really have anything. Uh, I don't know. I talk, talked to the ref about it a bit. They didn't have replay, so. But I'm not a ref. I don't know. I don't know what goes on. It just uh, he said that they would have looked at it closer, and it, there was a good chance it would have been called back. To, but it's too hard to tell at game speed, and it's completely understandable. And uh that's the way it goes. And, it happened. How'd you feel out there? Felt good. It felt good. Yeah, uh, well little getting back into game shape, still a little more. But it's always nice to see forty shots. Um, yeah, it felt okay.
1: How'd you see
2: things? Lighting, depth perception. I mean, brand new building. What was it like for you?
5: I thought it was a really good atmosphere. Um, I thought they did a really good, well, good job lighting the building too. There were really, there were no blind spots, no shadows, nothing like that. So that was pretty cool, and the atmosphere was awesome. Um, the building's pretty tall; it's pretty high, so uh, it's going to be cool to see how it is regular to season too. Ice? How's yeah. that? Ice was good. Um, yeah, everything about it was good. It was a fun atmosphere to play in, um, and like, it did not go away tonight. But it should, it should be fun down the road. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Scott Johnson back for another year working the visitors' dressing room. John Gillies, the Flames goaltender tonight. 12 shots in the first, 13 shots in the second period, 14 in the third. I thought he did what he could tonight. He was very
1: busy. Uh, obviously, the busier of the the th- three goalies that played tonight. Uh, he had a strong game. Um, it was just, he was left hung out to dry too many times tonight. I mean, the Oilers had, you know, almost 40 shots on net, and I, I still think they squandered some other opportunities too. Missed some open nets, missed some shots on net, passed a couple times when they didn't need to. Uh, it was a, a dominating game by the, the lineup that the Edmonton Oilers threw out there.
0: All right, let's go to the phone lines here. we got Michael standing by. Michael, you're on with Robin Reed.
2: What's going on? Hey, Reed. Thank you very much for taking my call. First time call. I listen to your show all the time. Thank, you. I, just thank ho- you. I just wanted to comment on a gentleman that just called a few minutes ago about taking pictures at uh, Rogers Place. I am a host, and we are actually encouraged to take pictures of the fans in the building and the fans in front of the building and so on. We are not, though, allowed to take pictures of ourselves or selfies of ourselves with the fans. That is that is what the ruling is. So, unfortunately, he got the wrong information, but uh, I just thought I'd set the record straight for you.
0: Michael, I'm really glad you clarified that. Thanks so much for calling, man. Okay, take care. All right, that is Michael, just uh, with some details to, uh, to an earlier caller. I'm, gl- I'm glad he called in to save us, because uh, I was going to look into it tomorrow. So now Michael, were, who works here, lets us know why.
1: You had just gone up. You were just about to run all the way downstairs from the press box <laughs> to figure that out. So that saved you a possible heart attack. We needed a zip line. It's a long way downstairs. <laughs> There's not a chance I'm zip lining from anywhere up here. That is too far down.
0: Uh, Jordan and Steve are on hold. You guys are going to be up in the next half hour. You're also going to hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. And I think we have uh, Adam Larson as as well as we move along. Overtime open line on 630, Chad. Oilers win 4-2 here in Edmonton.
3: Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio, 630,
2: Chad. In the zone, turned it over. Three on two for the Oilers, left to right. Everly sneaks a pass back in front. Pajula crashes hard into Gillies as he was tripped up. And it's going to be a penalty shot. I guess shot high glove. Picks it up at center in over the blue line. Riz shot, high glove,
0: missed. Gillies might have gotten a piece of that puck. He was ticketing top right corner. Yeah, the Oilers did have a penalty shot in the third. Drake Kajula, the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament last year, did not score. The Oilers were up 3-2 at the time. They would add another one later anyway to win it 4-2. So the uh, youngster out of the NCAA... First initial exhibition game, gets a penalty shot.
1: It's kind of exciting. Uh, probably a little bit nerve-wracking. Went in, looked confident going in, and just put it over top of the bar. Uh, I, actually, I thought he played not bad tonight. He looked a little nervous early. There was two or three passes that were probably about a foot or two behind his intended target. But as the game got going, he seemed to get a little more confidence, got a little bit stronger, and had a pretty good night.
0: All right, so the Oilers win it 4-2. We're in the Terry Pranish team broadcast center. It is the Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line on 630. Ched, we'll go back to the phone lines. Jordan is standing by. Good
2: evening, Jordan. Hey, guys. Just a few comments. Is um, that the game tonight? And what a fantastic place to watch a hockey game. Uh, purposely, We purposely waited in our seats to the end of the game to see how tough it would be to actually get out of the place. And uh, it was so smooth. I think most of the last 10 years I've been trying to leave games early just so I could get out of the mad rush at uh, Rexall the other uh quick comment that I had was just uh our our host that's right beside us actually saw me taking pictures asked me if she wanted if she could take pictures for me and take pictures of our family while we're sitting in the seats. so I'm sure it's just some opening uh opening day glitches and I'm sure they'll get it all smoothed out right on Jordan good
0: to have you calling buddy I know you've called before we'll hear from you again okay all right, that is Jordan at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text six thirty six thirty. Dave says, uh, "Hey guys, welcome back. What are your thoughts on Benning as potentially being the third right D? Maybe someday. I don't think I don't think to start the season,
1: but no, he's got potential. Yeah, yes, he he, he's smart. He moves the puck well. He jumps up when he needs to. Obviously, I think he needs to learn the pro game uh, a little bit. Go down there, strengthen, get a get a little bit bigger." But as far as his knowledge of the game, it is very high. He's got a high hockey IQ, and he's very fortunate. He comes from a, a hockey family where both his father and his uncle both played in the National Hockey League, and a very talented group. He's got he's got a brother who plays bantam hockey in San Opposite, another very good hockey player, and the best skater of the bunch is his sister. So very, <laughs> very talented hockey family. I don't think he will be a regular this year, but... Uh, he, he may be a guy that uh, can get some call-ups at some point during the season. He has the advantage of being a right-handed shot defenseman, and they are very hard to come by.
0: And Peter Shirelli likes him because he drafted him a few years ago in Boston. They'd never worked out a contract there. It goes to Northeastern, and now he gets an opportunity here. So it Looked very confident
1: and comfortable out there tonight.
0: And I thought Nima Leinen, the third-round draft pick from this year, number 80, uh, you know, tall kid. They want him to fill out a little bit. Maybe there's more offensive game there. Um, you know, again, first preseason game, but I... Uh, you kind of hope maybe there's more depth and developing depth on the back end for the Oilers than there have been in uh, recent seasons. Tell you what, let's go back downstairs. The Oilers win it 4-2. Here's
3: head coach Todd McClellan. Building
1: and finally getting a chance to play in Yeah,
3: you know what? It was, um, we had a chance to appreciate it probably more during warm-up. Um, you know, you can d- admire the the crowd, the building, the lighting, the, the music, the sound. I think everything's... Uh, an upgrade from from our old building um obviously it gave us many many good years but it was time uh, once the game started though we were so focused on the on what was going on on the ice that you don't notice it uh, that much the benches are more comfortable um but uh we're still trying to find our way in our new home as well you go in between periods you're not sure where you're going or how far it is to get anywhere and um but that's why we have exhibition season. When you look at a replay, are you looking down at the screen or are you looking up at well, the Well, the screens down below didn't work, so we're looking up, but um, we've got to look underneath the clock at the little ones because the big ones so far up that you can't see it. How about the, uh, the technology in the room, the, the video stuff you've got? Uh, I don't know how much of it is different from what you had before. But no, a lot of it's, it, uh, it's upgraded. A lot of it's similar. Um, again, we're trying to piece everything together in the... In the coach's room, the ability to send it to the locker room. Um, we'll need a few more uh, exhibition games to get it right down, uh, but uh, our staff has done a pretty good job of adapting. Um, you know, for me as an individual, only being here for a few days, it's it's scrambly, but uh, I think we're going to enjoy our home if we continue to win here. Can you talk uh, about kids next
2: time?
3: Well, I thought there was a, a group of players that had to have good games tonight. And they had good games tonight. And, and you look at Pitlick would be uh, be one of them. He played. Suppose supposed to play. Well, no, he and sometimes that happens. You weren't scheduled to play and somebody gets sick and you go in and you have a, a, a hell of a game. And, and uh, he did that. Um, in this case, he penalty killed. He did a great job along the boards. He set up plays around the net, uh, managed the game well. Um, I was quite impressed with his play. I thought that whole line of Kahira back and Pitlick Uh, had an impact on the game every time they were on the ice. He said last year he was
7: really disappointed. He felt that he was too cautious in training camp, didn't do anything to get noticed by a new coaching staff, and vowed that he wasn't sure he could make the team but wanted to at least get noticed. Um, Outside of the points, what were the small things you felt he did well?
3: Well, I thought he played a a power game. And uh, that can happen in any of the zones. It can happen with or without the puck. But he bullied his way through along the boards. He kept plays alive. Um, he was able to kill plays in the D zone by being strong, stick strong. Um, understood what he was doing on the penalty kill. Um, so when you watch the, the video again, and we can slow it down, we'll appreciate a lot of the little things that he did tonight, and, and that line in particular.
6: What about Clef baum Larson first impressions as a parent.
3: Um I thought Clef got much better as the game went on. You could tell that he hadn't played for a little while, but he, uh, he kind of got aggressive uh, halfway through the game, made plays, uh, jumped in got a shot through, broke out cleaner, uh, Lars, um, you know, feeling his way through in, in the game as well. I think they're going to be a good pair for us. You didn't see Miraz last year because he heard him put this year, but uh, he, he showed you a list a little something tonight of why he was there. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what I've better. The uh, skater was the He was on the puck. He was physical. Um, created the first goal by just playing the game simple and getting into the net, uh, scoring off the rebound. And um, like I said, there were some guys that needed to have real good games, and they did. So that's a real positive sign.
7: You don't have a ton of experience still up front when you think about it. Than Lucic and Versteeg. And Versteeg, I know, is on a PTO, but he scores. What do you, what are your thoughts on a the signing of him, and then b his first game?
3: Well, I, I feel comfortable having him here. You know, first of all, or he wouldn't be here. Um, I think that he has a chance to have an impact with our team. Um, he's got to continue to play just like everybody else in camp. And as he pushes and earns more and more, somebody's getting pushed out the door. And, and Beck, Kahira, Pitlick can do that too. Um, if we can create that type of competition where we create depth and uh, put some of the veteran players on notice, um, you know, we're a family. You don't like to see anybody leave your family, but... Um, you know, there's some some veterans, in my opinion, we've gone through three days and they haven't had a big impact yet. Hopefully in Calgary they did um, and uh, and play better. We'll watch that game, but uh, some of them have to get going.
7: And uh I guess he played the first pro game here in from of the
5: North wow. Um,
3: I thought he has, he has some work. To, you know, we, we may as well cut to the chase and be honest. We'd like to, uh, we'd like to think that he can... Uh, pull through and play on our team but he's got some work to do based on tonight's game and uh, he's got a lot of talent he's got to learn timing and space in, in the at the NHL level how to use his body how to stay in plays uh, there's a couple times where he had the puck and he looked dangerous uh, but he's got to have it a lot more and the people around him have to also help read that's head coach Tom um, Clown
0: alright thank you Brendan Ulrich work in the Oilers room tonight As the Oilers win 4-2, talk there about Tyler Pitlick. He was the first starter tonight, a goal and an assist, and he's the focus of our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Now, Rob, I know you guys, NHL guys, you're all superstitious. You got your day planned to the minute.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, we do. (laughs)
0: And he didn't think he was playing. And at some point late this afternoon, he found out he was going in, and he came, really
1: came on the night. Well, you know, that, I mean, good on him. And that'll look very good in the coach's eyes. You know, for a player that is mentally prepared and mentally strong enough that at last minute in a game he's not supposed to come, he comes not only does he play, but he plays very, very well. And, and I would imagine that, uh, imagine that a, a player like Pitlick, wants every opportunity i don't think he wants to be in the press box ever if he can play seven eight games he would play seven eight games because he wants to make an impression and tonight he certainly made a very very good impression
0: i like what mcclellan said there and look rob this is a this is a i mean we know where this franchise has been 10 years out of the playoffs we know that uh two years ago we came in here with when dallas akins was the head coach and he said uh well right now i have two centers so we were pretty sure Leon Dreisaitl was going to make the team, whether he was good enough or not, because they only had, I guess at that time it was, it was Nugent Hopkins and Boyd Gordon were the two experienced NHL centers. There you had McCullin saying, you know, we have some veterans here, but we have some guys trying out, and we have some hungry younger guys, and there's some veterans that need to pull up their socks. I mean, that's good to hear because that's where this
1: franchise needs to get to. You know, there, there's always a lot of talk or rhetoric like that before every season where coaches come into the to the uh, training camp and the ent- entire ensemble of players are in there and they say, you know what, nobody's job is safe. And you look around you're like, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> there's might be one spot available. But when you're a franchise that has had the, the lack of success that the others have had for a number of years and you've got a GM that has won a championship, you've got a coach who has had very successful teams and has won a championship in the international level, they're not satisfied with what happened last year and status quo is not good enough. So when Tom McClellan says that or Peter Shirelli says something like that, you believe it because this is a team that there's nobody really that should feel safe. This is a team that has uh, failed miserably over the last number of the years and the, the big falling block this year was Taylor Hall being moved out. You know, this was a guy that this franchise was going to be built around and now he's gone because of the failures this team has had in the past. So I do believe what Todd McClellan says, that if somebody comes in and outplays you, then they deserve that chance to play here because obviously what you've done in the past hasn't been good enough anyways.
0: Yes, he pulled Pugliarvi, eight points in three of the... Rookie games, you know, hey, now, now he's thrown into the – a lot's going to be expected from the kid. you got to temper that a little bit, but quieter night for him.
1: It was, and I, I know that Bob and Jack talked about it earlier in their part of the telecast that he didn't really have a whole lot of veteran offensive players playing with him. Um, but there was a couple times, I know there's one puck in his own zone that just he just threw right up the middle of his own zone and it was intercepted at the blue line. Things that he's got to be better at. It, it, it's one thing to have success in the, the rookie tournament that he had in. And you expect him to, and he did. So he passed that. This is a step up. This isn't an NHL team they're playing against, but the players that they played against tonight were better than the players that he would have played against in Penticton. So he's got to continue to, to up the ante every time he steps on the ice. He's got incredible talent. He's got size. He's got all those things. But it's this is the National Hockey League. This is the best players in the world. Just because you were drafted a certain part of a draft doesn't mean you can walk out on the ice or skate out on the ice, and you are that star already. You've got to earn it. And tonight he was okay. But if he wants to be part of this franchise or part of this team on October 12th, he's got to be better because there's other players that are pushing to be there too. The
0: Oilers win in Edmonton 4-2 with three goals in the third period. In Calgary, they won 2-1. All the scoring in that game was done in the third period. The Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line coming to you from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Still ahead, you'll hear from another new Oiler, Adam Larson, on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
3: This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: Rob Brown along for the ride as well. Former, I'm going to try it again. Penguin, Whaler,
1: Blackhawk, King, and Star. Yeah, I got around. <laughs> if you want, if you want to keep going, uh, Roadrunner. Oh, I'm not Ice, doing all the <laughs> uh, K Wing, Wolf. I think that might have covered it all. Well, I think, was it one game in L.A. and two with Dallas? It was one or the other. It was one or the other. One was two. One was one. You can't one. even I can't, remember. No, it, <laughs> was, it wasn't uh, that uh, fulfilling for me or the organization, those
0: ones. Uh, two-time IHL champion? One-time IHL champion. But you won the scoring title three years in a row, I think.
1: I, did, I won the scoring title. I We didn't win the IHL. We lost in the finals. Then the next year, we won the AHL Oh, you won the AHL. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: Anyway, Rob Brown's here as well. As uh, the Oilers win tonight 4-2 over the Calgary Flames uh, in Calgary, the game went 2-1 for Edmonton. Travis from Sylvan just texting in. He says, uh, I heard on the interview that McClellan's going to watch the game from Calgary on tape. Uh, What are the coaching advantages or disadvantages when you have to evaluate performance from observing from the bench versus watching a tape. Interesting question. And uh, the the bench isn't always the greatest place to watch a hockey game either, I would guess.
1: No, the bench is good for getting a feel of the players, getting a feel of the tempo of the game, seeing how the players react in different situations and being close up for it. Uh, But when you're evaluating, it's, it's better to be in the stands or a press box. And you see a lot of times during exhibition season, you'll see coaches go up into the press box to watch the game instead. As for video Every coach in the National Hockey League now replays the game after the game and then the following day, and that's where they pick up a lot of the mistakes. you'll You'll be looking down at the bench at any time during the game. You'll see a coach talking to a player, talking to another coach on the bench, and miss something that happens in the game. So now when they go back and they replay it, they see where mistakes are made. So huge, huge tool nowadays with the the video replay. And I'm sure that Todd McClellan will not only watch the game from Calgary on video, I'm sure he'll watch this one as well.
0: Adam Larson traded for Taylor Hall in the summer, played for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. He wears number six. He had an assist. He played 24 minutes and eight seconds. I think that's where he'll be around most of the season. And he's standing by in the Oilers' room. Today though,
6: uh, so maybe when it gets colder out, it's going to be even faster ice, I guess. What are
3: your impressions of the overall arena getting a chance to skate and play in front of the crowd for the first
6: time? It was fun. I had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, going out on the ice with these guys and obviously playing in front of these fans and in the new building was uh, was an experience for me. But I guess it's going to be even better. When the season starts and close the season, so it's gonna it's gonna be a fun year.
5: Do you even notice, like, when you, once the game puck
3: drops and the game plays, do you even notice the crowd in the building and the atmosphere, or
5: how do
6: you guys? Not really. I think you're everybody. All the players are so focused on this, on the ice. And I you think, the yeah, we kind of look at the scoreboard and on the ice, or maybe the three first rows, and that's pretty much all we see. So, but it, you can tell it's gonna be a great atmosphere in this building. How did you just feel about your game and uh, you being your playing with Oscar for the first time in a game? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I mean, I, uh, me and the pack tonight probably wasn't the best friends, but overall I thought I played a solid defensive game and I think that's what they brought me here for. Uh, I just have to keep building. It's some areas I'm not really comfortable in, but that's what the preseason are for. The timing and getting to know the system and know, know the players and stuff, but it'll take time, but it's a step in the right direction. Thanks, so. Adam. No problem. That's Adam Larson.
0: Thanks, Brendan, with Adam Larson. By the way, Taylor Hall played for the Devils tonight in Montreal. 17 minutes, 53 seconds, three shots on goal. Didn't wind up with a point as the Devils beat the Habs 3-2.
1: Hey, it's funny you said earlier tonight you had the quote of the year was from Chris Prestige. I love that one from Larson. me and the Puck. we know best <laughs> friends tonight <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know he, he did take a, he did take a penalty. He got uh, you know tied up
0: with the uh, I can't remember who he wound up with there. Uh but anyway, Larson got a holding penalty in the second period. But I thought, you know, for the most part, calm, fine defensively, and he he is he is gonna play a lot and he and Clefbaum that's that's the pairing they want together. And Shirelli Shirelli feel, I I don't really look at it this way, but Shirelli looks at it as two new defensemen because Clefbaum missed fifty two games.
1: Well, new in the fact of what the Oilers ended with last year, obviously. And the the team is going to be better because they will hopefully have both those players here for the entire season. Uh, But Larson is what they need. They need a a shutdown guy. They didn't have that. They had a lot of number three, four, five, six defensemen last year playing in roles that they probably weren't comfortable comfortable doing. If you look back over the, the number of years that you and I have been doing these games, at one point, Justin Schultz was their number one defenseman and was for a long time, and he was one getting all the minutes. And look at the style of game he played compared to the style of game that Larson plays. Completely different hockey players. You feel comfortable when Larson's out on the ice against the other team's top players. He's just a big body that makes very low-risk plays, smart around the net, controls the the plays, very comfortable, Uh, and that's what the Oilers have been looking for and searching for, and hopefully he'll be able to live up to the billing that Peter Shrelly believes he can do.
0: All right, so the Oilers open the preseason by sweeping the Calgary Flames in split-squad action. 4-2 in Edmonton. Pitlick with a goal and an assist. And 2-1 in Calgary. Laurent Brassois, very good in that one. 22 saves on 23 shots. Here's what's coming up over the next couple of days. Sports-wise on 6.30, Chad Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. 6 o'clock tomorrow night, Game 1, Canada-Europe, World Cup Final.
1: I, I think it's going to be a two-game series, the Canada-Europe series. I don't believe Europe has a team good enough to beat Canada.
0: On Wednesday night, we'll sign on at 6. The game against the Canucks preseason Oilers game will be at 8 o'clock. We'll have it for you on 6.30. Chad, Rob, we're back. Good to have you back, buddy. It's good to be back. That is Rob Brown. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, this evening at 6.30. Chad, thanks to Troy Bowler, our producer here at Rogers Place. The Oilers 2-0 to start the preseason. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll